and welcome back to another episode of Manic Depressive Mondays, the show that is usually live on Mondays, except for next week, it's going to be Tuesday. Uh, Get ready for that beat. Louisa, how would you describe the show? I would describe it as manic. <laughs> a little bit everywhere, but a lot of serious, but a lot of crazy, because it's two best friends just talking, like if we're in the same room, but really we're not. <laughs> you know, this is kind of the newest version of being in the same room. Like, when when COVID gets you down, frown town, clown frown. That's right. I think Gandhi said just that, enjoy- Oh, really? Yeah. I thought it was Abraham Lincoln. Oh, you know what? I always get those two confused. Like, they honestly could not tell you the difference between those two men. Did you find it on Pinterest, the quote, as well? Yeah, yeah. It was, it was, a, it was actually over the Joker, which was weird. I thought, I was like, that doesn't really make sense. My grandma posts quotes from the Joker <laughs> in Spanish all of the time. Dude, I'll have okay. to show you. Okay, are they actually quotes from the Joker or is it just like quotes with a picture of the Joker? I don't understand that trend. Like, I see that all the time and I will never understand it. I don't know. My grandma doesn't really understand trends. So <laughs> I think she just does it because she relates with the quote and she doesn't realize. <laughs> I just like that there's a quote for, you know, everyone, every walk of life made with the Joker. Like I'm appreciating that. It's very diverse, you know, <laughs> extremely. Right. So uh, we start every show with our, our downers and our uppers from the week. What 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 made what brought us joy? What brought us down? Uh, we always start with the the, the bummers. Uh, so I'll go first this week. Um, my downer this week was just the hectic hecticness of life. You know, uh, we had plans to hang out, and just life just is so freaking busy that it it fell through, and and like that's a bummer. Like it it sucks yeah. that we live in a society that you have to prioritize. Basically, paying the bills over, like, taking care of yourself when it comes to, like, maintaining friendships. And so that's a bummer. Yeah. It is a bummer. And to bounce off of that topic, Mm -hmm. um, I actually canceled on one of my other friends' weddings because I'm working um, two days before and I'm doing double duty. So four weddings before the date. And then uh, two weddings after the date. So I was trying to take one day off just to yeah, for catch my breath. Self-care. And I got guilt-tripped Got guilt tripped to go. So now I'm going all the way to Central California and then back all within 24 hours and then working two shifts. So I'm excited, but I'm bummed out because... Like you were saying, it's a society where we now have to choose work over our mental health and over our, like, for finances and stuff. Yeah. And it's hard, man. It's hard being out here. And I hate when people say, like, we don't work enough. We're just being lazy. And we don't know anything about work. And I feel like, and this is me just talking, I feel like we work so hard, yeah. you know, for no money, you know. Yeah. No, it, well, yeah, I, the, 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 that's where it comes into the fact that you have to choose the, your job. Like in a, it, like in a, in a better society, we would have it where you could, you could comfortably choose going to your friend's wedding over booking a gig. Yeah, 
Right. I wish. I wish I would just was working like one, you know? Like, I wish I was there, but I'm not. And just how fucking sad I was to counsel on you. Like, I felt so bad. I tried to squeeze you in. I tried to see you. And then to fucking have a terrible experience there was just, like, the worst. Oh, yeah, you no, know? Was... Like, everything just, like, fell down. But that's not my downer. That's not my downer. <laughs> you know? I have something. You're just, agreeing something... With, you're just agreeing with my downer, and then you have another downer no, on top of it? I have another downer on top of that that's been making me feel even worse. Well, so I'm going to lead into it. Let's, let's go, man. <laughs> so... I realized one night this week that my photo work in general mm-hmm. is not vibrant at all, right? Mm-hmm. Um, it's very neutral. It's very plain. It's very dull. And then my artwork is very vibrant, mm-hmm. very filled with color, very excited, very expressive. You can see my happiness through it. Mm-hmm. And you can see my sadness in my actual business and that has been bringing me down nonstop. like this is something that I do for a living and for me to not be happy and say that I'm happy is so fucked up in my head like Mm -hmm. I have a facade inside of my own head that I didn't even notice you know so now I have to rethink and try to reprioritize things and try to bring some creativity but it feels like I'm pulling teeth, man, just yeah. to be good at it when, when like, my couples want. Like, I had this couple the other day where they wanted the exact same shot as a couple that I had prior. Mm-hmm. And it, like, it hurts my head, you know, like, to do stuff like that. So I need to try to focus on just my own personal business work rather than the other things that I do. So... It just feels like it's going to take more work and I'm already stressed out. <laughs> well, and I, and I also so. know that, that feeling where uh, it's crazy, like thinking about it too, like I, it, it feels weird complaining about it because we're, we're very lucky to have gone to school for what we do for a living and supposedly we're, we're doing what we love, right? Yeah. But it's, it's hard to because like it's important like what you're talking about like the reason your work is so vibrant when it comes to the artistic stuff is because it you're passionate about it right like you you feel good doing it but it's so hard to find or or make emotional and mental space to to do those things when you're when you're bummed out doing the thing you're doing it's 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 crazy like i i i have time to work on the things that i'm passionate about but when I get off work, I'm just like, well, time to watch Netflix or like something, something completely separate. So my brain can not feel like you're it's exhausted. Deep fried. Yeah. You're mentally exhausted. And I feel like when you're consistently running, right? Mm-hmm. Like you're doing a marathon and then you get home and you're like, oh, I got to do another marathon. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Awesome. It's back to back. Well, yeah. and, but, and it's funny because it's just like working out, right? Like, so you know that once you start doing it, like, so, like, so say I start script writing or like doing just any fun video work, right? I know when I'm doing yeah. it, I really enjoy it. But right. it's talking yourself into doing that. That's difficult. Right. While you're currently doing something else, that's yeah. a bad habit. You know, trying to kick that bad habit. Yeah. Ugh. 
It brings me down so much. <laughs> so yeah. what's your upper? What's your upper this week? Okay. Week it's so funny because I think we went really in depth with our, our downers. And I, I don't know. know. That's I don't, why I, I need to. I, 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 <laughs> uh, but my upper is so silly. Um, my upper is just the cricket. I, I, I like that I can make my own t-shirts now. I'm going to make all of my clothes are going to be custom now. I'm not going to buy a single shirt. Every single thing is going to have yeah, something. Yeah. Everything I wear will be a custom shirt, custom jackets. I'm going to, I'm going to, I can't even stop it. I'm going to be one of those people who just, just can't, can't stop pulling stuff. Hell yeah, dude. I can't wait. You got to get that right dye. So then you can just start dyeing your own shit too. Oh my God. You're going to have a blast, bro. I'm so excited. You're going to end up coming up with your own clothing company and stuff. I, like I'm so <laughs> I'm just going to do a side hustle. Just completely like change the trajectory of my life. Just like, and, and then when I'm getting like interviewed for, for you know, the uh, like Forbes, you know, 30 under 30, they're like, so what, what, what got you here? And I'm like, well, one day I was uh, feeling a little crazy and I got a cricket because it was on sale. <laughs> That is so funny. Oh my god, I have to tell you. So I kept telling Matthew that you got that, right? Uh -huh. While I was like fixing the cups and everything. And I was like, it says it's circuit. And Matthew goes, cricket? And I was like, circuit. <laughs> and he's like, cricket? And I was like, no, she said circuit maker. And he looked at the message and he goes, that says cricket, Louisa. <laughs> I was like, oh my god. <laughs> my brain sometimes just was like we aren't working you know it's so funny because <laughs> Elise has also been calling it a circuit <laughs> I think it's so I, I, felt I think it's something to do with the way they spelled it like our brains want to say circuit instead of cricket yeah that makes sense it's like the way that it is yeah, yeah exactly right. totally <laughs> okay so I need to go on with my upper um one, I just got approved for my glasses. Oh, so, hell yeah. <laughs> that's pretty exciting. Uh, my glasses are very scratched, and they have a weird tint to them right now. That right. So I put them on, and everything is kind of sepia. So that's why I don't wear my glasses very often. And I'm not – I don't have the sharpest eyes, let's uh -huh. say that. And I take – and I do photography. So – and it's videography. Like so it's not the best. Yeah, so not the best. Um, and also, I've been getting a lot of inquiries so, uh, for my own personal business, and that feels fantastic, finally. So you've got to keep that going. About yeah. time. You know, it's nice when people recognize, like, true talent. Like these people yeah, but like... i got to change it. But i got to change my style. So change yeah, it. i got to do that. Change it just so you feel better doing it, right? Yeah. Right. So. Well, and that could be, and yeah. that could be an adjustment. So, I mean, you have all the time in the world, man. Mm -hmm. Got to do before I'm thirty, though, and that's two years. <laughs> I mean, two years is a lifetime. The last two years of our life have felt like a hundred years. Have they? Because I just remember getting married, and it's been three years that I've been married, and what? <laughs> See, it's 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 both though. Like, you, you like think about the last two years with COVID, right? When you think about it, you're like, God, it feels like a slog every single day. And then you're like, Oh, remember when we went out to lunch? And then you're like, You mean six months ago? And you're like, What? 
So it's yeah, both simultaneously true. like the longest amount of time and the shortest. Yeah, you're right. Okay. All right. So, so our next topic. Yeah. So now is the part of the show where we get into like a personal topic where you get to know us a little bit better. This part is going to be a two-parter. So this week we're going to get into Luisa's story about how she, uh, here, some context. We um, both grew up in like pretty, would you, I, I, don't, I don't know. Religious. Maybe, yeah, religious families. And then also yeah. we met in a Christian school. Uh, yeah. And these, this episode and the follow-up episode is going to be kind of how we fell out of that and kind of where we are now, like a check-in. Because it's kind of not something we, mm-hmm. you and I talk about very regularly. So I'm kind of interested right. to see where, where things yeah, lie. Me too. Uh, yeah, me too. So without further ado, and I'm going to, uh, I, I think to make it interesting, I'm going to play devil's advocate a little bit. Give you a lot okay. of pushback while you're telling your story, even though I know it. Oh God! Uh, oh God! Okay. So, 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 let's hear it, man. How did you, Louisa, fall out, or, or maybe some for some context, like some back, some background in in the faith, right? So, when you got into it, uh, up until when you started falling out, and then we'll go from there. Okay, that sounds good. So, I grew up Catholic. Uh, because I'm Mexican. Uh, <laughs> and I started going to a Catholic school when I was in second grade. And so my first Catholic school that I went to didn't require me to be baptized. Um, but my second one did. And so that's kind of how I chose the religion. Because <laughs> mm-hmm. I went to a Catholic, uh, it was like third grade through eighth grade. And my family chose to put me in a, what is it called? Like a private school mm-hmm. because I was not all there, obviously. And they wanted to make sure that I was like well put together and like I learned things well and stuff and that there's like good teachers. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, so my family is pretty Catholic, but we're not like strict and we're like, they were like lukewarm Catholic. Yeah. Right. So we're there. We go. We used to go to like Christian mass, but it all started happening. Like I was the one doing it because like I was an altar girl. I <laughs> I didn't would, even know they had altar girls. Yeah, I would like do the candle holding, shake the bells, <laughs> help with communion, help with the wine. Like I would do uh, Easter Sundays, all of it. Like I was there for all of it. Why? I don't know. It just like felt right. Uh You know, and so when I went to when I moved to Victorville and it was the only private school that was like within our area, Mm -hmm. you know, when we I chose to go to high school and my parents asked me, they said, Nay, do you or Lou, do you want to go to a school that's private or public? And I chose private Mm -hmm. because which was probably the worst decision, (laughs) Um, but best decision because I met you. Um, I was going to say because I was about to start complaining already. I was like, what do you mean the worst yeah. decision? <laughs> but because, I mean, I had to hide who my whole family was mm-hmm. and the school asked me to do that. Mm-hmm. And so I had to hide a part of who I was to you for a very mm-hmm. long time, you know, and that was very rough. Like my parents are gay and I couldn't show that and showcase that my 
stepmom had to be my aunt for like all four years and it was really hard you know to like separate them and when people would come over she wouldn't stay in the room she would go downstairs we had a whole extra bedroom and it, we had a whole lie to tell people and that was really fucked up um so, but so i stayed context, in the religion did, did did the school themselves ask you to do that like they in a meeting yeah they like pulled uh, you guys doctor, in yeah, one of the, like, the principal and a couple of the teachers kind of, like, saw what was going on, and they called my mom and asked them to um, to not do that or to make me leave. I was going to be expelled my freshman year because of it. So, so yeah. It's, 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 even to this day, even knowing this, it's it's so wild to me that they could ask you to, in your personal life, hide that. Like... But that's kind of what they did all the time, yeah. though, that school, is they asked for, like, if you were out partying and then not on school grounds on your own time, mm-hmm. they would be so upset and you could possibly get expelled for that, even if you weren't wearing one of their shirts or doing something. And it was just like a hangout and there was nothing there, you know, like you would get in trouble and uh, things like that. It was so stupid. Like, it was not a great school. Okay. You know? So, so. I want to do a check-in. So where do you think you fell into, like, religion at that point in time? Were you completely, you felt completely dejected by so, it? I think what happened is when I moved uh, to San Francisco for school, mm-hmm. I felt so lost. You know? I felt like I needed some, couldn't like, I needed some order. Mm-hmm. And I just went to this one Christian place. It was, like, really culty, which I think Christianity is cult. Mm-hmm. A cult, a big old cult. <laughs> and I just had a good time and I kind of kept it. And then when I moved back down, I found the crossroads, which I felt was another way for me to keep connected. Cause you know, then I was so lost mm-hmm. and I ruined our relationship. I became reborn a million times and it felt hard to not be myself. Like I was consistently trying to, put on a facade, wear certain clothes so I can fit in, wear my makeup a certain way, do my hair a certain way. And I loved when I started going to, uh, when I started working at Carlton, mm-hmm. that's kind of when things started to change. Mm-hmm. I started to open my eyes a little bit, like not wearing a, a plaid, like a dotted long knee length skirt or ankle length skirt no more button downs it was like nice and nice crazy shorts Mm -hmm. nice crazy skirt nice small top cutting all my hair off Mm -hmm. you know like kind of finding my personality a little bit more um and just kind of working through that and I still feel absolutely terrible for uh, being so rude and mean to others and to you personally about where my Christianity stood in front of me and making that my forefront when it's just a fucking cult, man. Mm. Evangelistic uh, Christians. And I'm so glad that I chose to no longer be a part of it because it didn't fit who I was mm-hmm. and it will never fit who I am. Yeah. And I'm so lucky to this day know who I am. I know a lot of people can't say that, but I can definitely say that. Um, I'm not somebody that's racist. 
Um, I know that we live into, I know we live in a world and a country where we are engraved with racism and there's, um, no matter who you are, what you are, you are racist because of the way that we think and the way that we are learn, you know, and I understand that. Mm -hmm. Um, but I'm not, and I try every day to not be, you know? Yeah. And I feel like, and I, and I'm going to say it, bro. I feel like a lot of evangelistic Christians are racist. Oh no, hundred you know? percent. Yeah. No, I, I think, I think anything with kind of Judeo Christian roots does have some sort of innate racism in organized religion. I think, I think that's, that's the, the key. I think, I think there's a, there's a separation when it comes to like people's individual faith. Like, I think that's when you get more gray area, but I could pretty much say without a shadow of a doubt, there is no such thing as like an uncorrupted organized religion. I agree. hundred percent. Um, yeah. And then I like now, so like <laughs> I love who I'm becoming and I love that I'm, you know, I'm bipolar and borderline, but I love that I have the devil on me. I love that I have Satan on me. I love that I have Lilith and I have like all of these evil, sinful things on me. Mm. Um, Because people that are Christian and other um, religions will stare at my legs and be so scared. Like I've seen people like turn their kids away and like look down and away. And I think it's so funny. I love just like, poking poking them with like a little bit of something that I can do you know you know that makes me think um, of but any- do you remember that there was that video a while back ago with the lady uh, at like a forum describing the monster energy cans remember bottoms yeah. up and the dev oh come on uh okay I don't remember I, I will after the show I'll send it to you because it's a woman essentially des- describing the fact that she thinks that monster energy is from satan which is oh yeah 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 and she goes she's like she's like did you see this yeah that's exactly the yeah, mark yeah. of the beast yeah that's the three <laughs> and then and then when you, you go, bottoms up and the devil laughs it's one of my favorite yeah. quotes of all time <laughs> I say it all the time yeah that's my favorite dude do you remember how much monster we used to drink oh yeah I I think my liver doesn't work right because of that. I just remember your mom telling us that when we die, we're going to have green organs. And I was so stoked about that. Like, she should have never told <laughs> yeah, me that's that. the wrong thing to say. She should have been like, uh, everyone's going to freaking think you're nerds. And I'd be like, oh, well, I don't really want people to think that about me. Yeah. <laughs> um, but anyways, so when we said that I was going to go first for this topic, it felt sinful to talk about it. Really? Like, yeah, it felt like it still feels like it. Like, I feel like I'm doing something wrong and I'm talking about something that I shouldn't be talking about. And that right there makes me think more and more that of how culty Christianity and a lot of religions can be mm-hmm. where I'm nervous to talk about something because I know that somebody's going to say something. I know that somebody's not going to agree with it. Yeah. And but you know what? That's their own personal opinion, and this exactly. is my opinion, and that's just how it is. So, go fuck yourself, your mother <laughs> blooper. <laughs> I think I think because I I did used to feel that way too, but I think what's helped me is like uh, I have a good friend that I work with, um, who she she's like, if I could if. If every person who said they were Christian was like her, I'd be like, Christianity's pretty, pretty freaking cool, man. 
Because she just, I think she takes the core values of, like, the things you learn in, like, Bible school and whatever. Just, like, being a good person and, like, taking care of people and, like, that's who she is. She doesn't, she doesn't, I've never seen her judge a single person. Just, she's just, she's just good, right? But she's very well versed in the Bible. And I think, I, I think actually, like, she's one of the only person, people I know in my life that I think knows kind of the same amount about the Bible as I do. So we have these really long, in-depth conversations about like theology, and through those conversations, I think it took some of the stigma away from me. Like because I'm very open with how mm. I feel about things, and she's very receptive to to like the questions I have and the the you know my my qualms with you know something that she very devoutly believes in. Uh, yeah, and I think I think having conversations with someone like that who is Christian, I think it's taken away some of that, like, like guilt. about. Yeah, that like makes that. sense. That's awesome. I love that. And I just recently, like, I told Texie the other day when I was, you know, a little twisted, mm-hmm. um, about how I came up with an idea uh-huh. uh, that everything is a parable in the Bible. Yeah. And it's just based off of the universe. And that really felt like a lifted weight mm-hmm. you know and I love that you have somebody that is Christian and that you can talk to about that stuff and you can figure it out for yourself and I don't I have mm-hmm. Matthew and Matthew you know how he feels <laughs> <laughs> he is like a hundred percent against all religion uh-huh. you know and so it gets a little bit hard to talk about it with him and like where I feel and like where I stand because I might not believe in a higher power, but mm-hmm. I do believe in a universe. Yeah. Like that the universe is our, I can't say this word, omnip- uh, omnipotent. Omnipotent. Uh, uh, being, you mm-hmm. know, where it is something, it creates life, it creates the universe, the mm-hmm. galaxies. Like it is something to us. Yeah. Um, and that kind of just makes me feel better. And I think I tell myself that just because when I die, I know that I'm going back into the universe, mm-hmm. whatever part of me does, and I, that really comforts me. I was going to say, yeah, that, that sounds a lot better than the voyage, you know? Yeah, I don't want to go there. <laughs> I just want to be repurposed and recycled, you know? Yeah. Like, really badly. Yeah, so, like those yeah. corrugated floors that they make out of tires. I Have I told you about the new things that I want to get done to me when I die? Oh, <laughs> No. <laughs> So I've came up with a few options for my fellow family and friends. Mm-hmm. Um, so I either, so there's this thing that I'm trying to start paying into. Mm-hmm. It's for $5,000. It's in Seattle at the moment. Mm-hmm. And you donate, you give your body up and they can give you a small portion of your body to your family or your friends. Which part? Um, like, like a, I, oh, I tell Matthew like a pinky toe, uh-huh. so he can wear my pinky toe around him because I want him to wear a ring of of me. <laughs> and so they give you like a little like cremation box, uh-huh. right? And the rest of you will go to um, the forest, a reserved forest, a protected forest, mm. where they'll study how fungi and how your body reacts to the earth and stuff, and how the human Weird. body reacts. So it's pretty cool. And then the second option, or the second option, is to take me to Long Beach, get my body cremated, uh-huh. um, and they make you into a coral reef oh, that's really for cool. the fish. 
Uh-huh. Yeah. And then my third option, if neither of those things work, is to just donate me to the local college uh-huh. and uh, let them study me. So I'm sure there's a lot of intestinal problems inside of me. Mm-hmm. So I think they would have a good time. So <laughs> I'm still, for myself, I'm still leaning towards cremation and then being fed to my enemies. Like, I still really prefer that. I really like the idea yeah. of having the last laugh, like prank them so good, prank them so good that they're cannibals now, you know, like the best prank of all time. Uh, oh yeah, give them a little because, box of cookies. Like, you know, at one point in my, I think I've become a more forgiving person or something because at one point in my life, I did have a list of people where I was like, I would love to make them cannibals and make them like consume my body and feel like a complete jerk for the rest of their life and potentially go to jail for that. But now I can't, I can't. <laughs> but you're dead. I can't think of a single person who I'd want to get that kind of revenge on. So, like, hopefully by the time I die, I'll have recreated that list and there'll be people who will eat me. Isn't that crazy how, like, when we were younger, we had this huge list of people that we did not like. Mm-hmm. Um, and enemies and frenemies and all these things. And now it's more like we've accepted who they are and that's who they'll be. And we have to move on. Yeah. I think that's like, look at us, bro. Well, I actually up. think I actually think we've moved to a place where, because to me, um, the opposite of of love is not hate; it's ambivalence, right? Like, okay. so I think so, and and people disagree with me all the time on this. So you could tell me what, what you think. I think it would be way worse to if I said. Instead of if me saying, Louisa, I hate you. What if I said, I just don't even, I just don't even care about you. Like, you're just not on my radar. Like, one of those is way worse. And it's 100% like, you're just out of my brain. Like, I, I, I have so totally. little energy directed towards you that you're just not on my radar anymore. Like, I think that's where we've actually moved to. Ambivalence. We don't hate anyone anymore. We just don't care about them anymore. They just don't, I don't even give them a, a, the time of day anymore. That's right. That's right. I totally agree. Just like my dad. Um, I, until like last year, I was trying to get, I gave him another chance to be mm-hmm. in my life. Right. Mm-hmm. And it, he let me down and now I just don't care. Yeah. Like I, he, I, he follows me on Instagram and I let him follow me. Like I don't, I don't really care anymore. Yeah. You can do whatever you want. You don't have an effect on my life. Exactly. And you won't. And that's pretty much it. You know, I washed my hands. So. And, and that's yeah. way more badass to me. Like, yeah, don't even give them the thought. <laughs> that's right. There's no need to think of them. Well, I felt like that was a fun topic to talk about my Christianity. Do you uh-huh. have any other questions for me? Yeah, yeah. So I just I kind of to reiterate. So right now you would, what would you like, if you could only use like a single phrase, how would you identify yourself within theology, right? Like, what would you say your beliefs are? Um, I would say that my beliefs are primarily just trying to be a person that is accepting. That's it. Mm. (laughs) Because. I feel like a lot of people don't accept and it's really hard to choose good Mm. things and to be good. And trying to just choose that acceptance makes me feel better. 
um, yeah, just choosing what I feel is good. And that's my belief. <laughs> I'm just really trying to be happy out here. And that's my fucking belief. That's yeah. true. No, yeah, 100%. You know? No longer tell people telling me what will make me happy. Like that was such a huge problem with me in Christianity yes. when they're like, this is what you need to be happy. You need to write a journal. You need to express your feelings. You need to talk about your PTSD all of the time and mm. you need to accept it. And you need to tell all your friends how you feel and you need to do this and you need to do that. And like, I thought that it was such a good thing, but it was driving me crazy and more into insanity and learning about my emotions was probably the worst thing for me. You know, I needed to accept who I was mm -hmm. and what I was going through. And nobody was accepting me for who I was in the Christian aspect. Mm -hmm. You know, like I remember this one time there was this person um, when I was going to Corona mm -hmm. and we were all sitting like in a circle talking and they let out their life. And how I'm not going to put them on the spot. So they were just talking and talking about how rough life could be and the tragedies that you go through. Mm -hmm. And I remember vividly the pastor lady saying, well, if you just pray to God, you'll feel better. And right there, that was my snap. I was like, no, <laughs> yeah. that's wrong, you know, yeah. and Another time is when I got into my car accident. The next, the uh, I went back like what a week later because I was a little bit more healed. Um, and I remember sitting on the steps and somebody came up to me and they're like, "You look like you need to talk to God." And I said, "I don't feel God around me." Yeah. And they said, um, "Well, you just got in a car accident and you didn't die, so you should feel God around <laughs> you." And I said. <laughs> I felt nobody. I felt alone and I was protected not by the car. I was definitely protected by something. Mm -hmm. I don't believe in other things, but I believe that something, the universe was like, not today. You <laughs> not know? the time girl. Not your right time. Yeah. And I need to tell you about that too. There was a glitch in the system and I think I died. I think this is an alternate, alternate Louisa. Oh, we're going to talk about um, that one. <laughs> Yeah, we need to talk about that one day. Um, so, yeah, I just remember telling them that, and they're like, you just need to pray about it. And I just remember sitting there, and I told them, I was like, okay, you can leave. And I started trying to talk to God about it, and I felt so alone. And then I got up, and I never came back. I was like, I'm done. That All of that was a waste of my time. <laughs> It was a waste of my time. And I could say, like, I know some people could be like, oh, I, it bettered who I was and all this stuff. No, it didn't. Mm -hmm. It just taught me that I hate certain things about myself that I experienced. And that's it. Yeah. So. I think, I think <laughs> that's a pretty succinct way to, to talk about that. And I, I just wish, yeah, there's so many things... Like, I don't know why they don't integrate, like, science at all. You know what I mean? Like, like it's yeah. so unhealthy to say, like, someone going, like, I am having, I, I'm having a, a horrible time. I, my, it feels like my mind is breaking. And then being like, you know what you need to do? You need to pray. It's just, yeah. Like, I feel like it's 
almost irresponsible at that point when you're when you're like someone is in in you know turmoil and you know might hurt themselves probably don't want to be like you know what you need well you know i guess i should have learned and i know i'm saying this probably in the bad in a bad way but um because it sounds like i'm like telling myself you should have learned um, when I was 12 years old and I went to my first like therapist because my parents were divorcing, my mom, my mom, my, my dad were divorcing. Um, my mom didn't know, but she took me to a Christian therapist and I was telling them about like my life story. Cause they asked me and I'm telling them and they go, you know what, you know, what would be great for you is if you started reading the Bible and you started learning about real tragedies and that life and I remember sitting there and I go I have real tragedies I'm 12 years old <laughs> like I'm experiencing a lot and I just want you to say I hear you yeah. you know even if it might not be a lot of tragedies it felt like a lot was mm. happening in my life and that's when I should have realized that probably not a good <laughs> idea to think that way <laughs> I should have learned then oh well it's an experience right yeah, the last we got to take on ourselves. The last thing I want to touch on before we move on to the next topic is, I, one of the things you were talking about was like how they tell you how to feel good. Um, yeah, and I think it's funny because they also were telling you think like like telling you to avoid certain things, right? And I think it's funny yes. because like specifically, I think both you and I, I think have always used um music for self-care right like music has been there as a way for self-care i i i think now even now they constantly were telling us to to not listen to the music we listen to they were actively taking taking away one of our you know self-care methods so i think i think that's i remember that I remember when they did that and then they started blaring the music and the people were just running to turn it off. Uh, Also, Disney movies. A lot of people in the school that we went to weren't allowed to watch Disney movies because of Satan. They thought that Satan was in the movies and I felt so bad for them. I was like, that's a good movie. (laughs) So I feel bad for those people that haven't watched Disney movies because of Satan. Hopefully they've, they've course corrected now I, I think most people kind of fell out of faith i hope so <laughs> <laughs> fingers crossed yeah okay well let's move on to our next topic which is fall okay and how do we feel about the changing leaves the dryness in the air the fire in the california okay. sky well don't pretend we have changing leaves like i i, I don't know <laughs> well, i will never Fall in California is a two-week period where where um, all of your seasonal faves are here, and then it's winter. Like, <laughs> there's nothing in between. We have um, summer, midsummer, cooler summer, two weeks of fall, winter. <laughs> exactly. Which I'm so excited for winter. Just a little bit cooler. Oh, Sounds yeah. Fantastic well, even this right week, now. like, I was checking the weather in, like, we're supposed to get to where, like, the high, like, the high is supposed to be, like, 80 degrees. And I'm like, chef's kiss. I'm here for this. Do you, do you not have a heat advisory for the next two days? Uh, the high is, like, 90. 
okay. We have a heat warning. Down you know here what I noticed cut. is like, yeah, down, down, you know, anywhere in the valley, like I've noticed is like significantly hotter. And I, I think yeah. it's so funny because we're the desert. We're supposed to be the, the hot ones, but we actually have way nicer weather. I know. And it gets so nicely cool down there. It gets oh, so yeah. cool. I've just been, I, 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 I've been night. able to leave my windows open every night because it's so nice out. So have we. We've been doing that, but during the day, we put it on eco mode for the AC and stuff. Oh, see, so. during the day, I've been keeping everything completely off. We, we close up the house, button it up tight, close all the blinds so it stays cool. And then by the time yeah. I get home, it's usually only 80 degrees in the house. And then I just open up I the windows that. and it's chef's kiss. Perfect. It's, it was almost cold getting out of bed this morning. Ooh, that's nice. I wear a jacket in the morning because I feel like I want to look cute, not because <laughs> it's cold. So <laughs> You're like, it's actually pretty um, warm if I'm being completely honest. So last week we talked about things that we did not like about fall, which was pumpkin spice. Mm-hmm. Um, so what do you like about fall? What are like three things you like about fall? Okay. So I love spooky season. Uh, I love, I love Halloween. Uh, love... Your birthday. <laughs> but, but not just like, I like, I like the decorations. I like watching like seasonal movies. I like watching, by the way, I should have, do you have HBO max right now? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Dude, you have to watch Malignant. It is ridiculous. Oh, yes, 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 yes. Cause, we cause... want to watch that so badly. Okay, cool. Because, in, in, yes. and I think so you're not disappointed. Go in knowing it is camp. Like, it is high camp. Pretending cool. to be like a that. real, yeah. So, chef's kiss. So much fun. I it's It's been a long okay. time since I've laughed out loud during a horror movie. Uh, Sick. So, I really want to watch it. So, love seasonal movies. Uh I like, I like, I, I mean, normally if I was like, no, I, I like, I like the seasonal flavors. You know, we got pumpkin pies. Uh, I like Ooh. the smells. Oh, uh, yeah. The candles, I, the candle oh, smells the candle are my smells. favorite. Perfect. Yeah. Um, and then the cool I just weather. got a candle today. <laughs> oh, cool weather is nice. I just bought a candle today for fall. And What's it's like now? $3 at Target. Uh-huh. Uh, sage and uh, like pumpkin i think it, <laughs> it sounds disgusting but it smells so good i, I know i bet it. yeah. it's, it's hard to mess up a fall candle uh by the mm-hmm. way uh, talking about deals do you know that t-shirts at walmart are only three dollars a t-shirt wow is that where you're getting your t-shirts from <laughs> no to do the printing <laughs> no <laughs> that and they're pretty high quality groceries I just got groceries from Walmart, and I spent a hefty amount Except of my grandma's money. I will say it's probably <laughs> less than it would have been if you went elsewhere. It's true, and I got a lot, a lot of food, so I feel pretty great about that. I love Walmart, not going into it. Yeah, exactly. But Do not a- like going in. Love Walmart, in theory. Exactly. Well, my favorite things about fall are pumpkins. Uh-huh. I fucking love pumpkins bro you like I the don't know idea what it is. pumpkins you like carving them everything i want to slap them oh i do love <laughs> slapping a pumpkin they're like <laughs> yeah yeah the noise is the, it's, in, it's incredible i love the what are they called gourds 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 
I love those things because uh-huh. what is that shape? Yeah, that's that's just that's just pumpkin adjacent. <laughs> I love it. I love squash. I love it all. I think it's so fun. You should be growing um, your own pumpkins, man. I am. Oh and hell yeah. I am so excited to have my own pumpkin. <laughs> you have no idea. I, Don't. On Fridays I'll go over and I do like a like my mom and I will do a walk. Um and one of the days we walked, we took like an alternative route. And this house had the biggest homegrown pumpkins in the front yard. Like just vines on vines, e- enormous pumpkins. And I go, how is no one stealing these? These are incredible pumpkins. That's amazing. I would have literally died. <laughs> I would have gone up to the pumpkin, put it over, it your over head. my head, and died. <laughs> <laughs> so happy you can't let my fourth option of death is murder me in cremation with the pumpkin and spread my ashes into pumpkin soil yeah yeah. that's it that's all i want i want it so bad do you think that would like make it so you're reincarnated as a pumpkin i fucking hope so have you seen those uh frankenstein pumpkins where they put the mold. Oh my god, isn't it amazing? I've never yes, seen them in person. I need to do that. I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna do it. Once I get a I pumpkin, think you should I'm do a different it. mold. Like Frankenstein's been done. A butt. Yeah. Like a butt. A butt. Oh my god. Or like a peach. Yeah, I mean a butt and a peach are gonna look exactly the same. I don't know what you're talking about here. But I'll be the people will be like, Oh, that's a butt and I'm like, No, it's a peach. It's actually <laughs> or you just tell people it's like a spade like for cards it's a spade oh yeah there's a lot of things that look like that you're like actually it's a heart they're like there's no point at the top "Mm, that's your opinion mine is the heart that's the the vine is the point yeah (laughs) (laughs) it's like a baby you know with like an umbilical cord <gasps> you should make it fa- shape like a baby. That'd be so funny. On the 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 vine would be the umbilical cord, and then hear me out. Then I'll use the cricket. We'll screen print eyes and faces for him. Yes, everything is yes. I think this when is Matthew just the business said, we should go into. Quit our jobs. Start a pumpkin I, business. Yes. When Matthew and I said that we wanted to start a family, uh-huh. we didn't say that we didn't want to start a pumpkin family. <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe it. Like I've just been like, like you know, adjusting to the new reality this last week, and you're like, actually, I was kidding. It was a pumpkin family. I'm like, okay, well, thanks. I that's mental space I've used for nothing. But doesn't that sound more like me though? That does. That does sound like Come you. On. I hope that's not what it is. No, it's not. But I would love a pumpkin family. What I'm gonna do is I'll have a pumpkin. And then I'll have a baby. And then that's my photo for the holidays. <laughs> no. Here we are. You put the baby in the pumpkin. Announcement card. Yeah. Yes. Oh, yes. That's fantastic. Actually, your announcement card should just be you holding a pumpkin. Okay. Yeah. And then when you open the card, it's a baby. And, and people go, yes. what the hell is this? What is she announcing? <laughs> If they don't know what it means, then they don't know me. And they don't deserve that announcement. Yeah, I was going to say, they shouldn't even send it to them. They get a digital e-bite. 
Yeah, they're useless. Okay, so another thing that I like about fall before we move on uh-huh. is also spooky season. I love spooky season so much. I don't know what it is. I'm obsessed. I just decorated our house today. I love it. I'm a, I'm a, I'm obsessed. <laughs> I'm still on the hunt for the the twelve foot skeleton. Ooh, no, none at Costco. They have them at Costco. Yeah, I thought that was a Costco. Thing. No, it's a Home Depot thing. Oh, and people, you can't order it online. You can't because the pre-sale was all the way back in like freaking August. And oh. like, I didn't know, like I was like, in August, I'm not in spooky season mode. I'm in like, oh, I hate the middle of the summer. It's so hot out. Please kill me. Mm-hmm. So it's, it was very disappointing to see. And now people are selling them online, even though they're supposed to be like $200 in store, which I will pay, easily pay $200 for a 12 foot skeleton. It's ungodly. Uh, but people are selling them online for like $800 now. They're reselling them. It's so stupid. Just let me enjoy something. That was like something. the thing that was, that was like during the pandemic when they were like upselling the, um, the Twitches. Like that was stupid. Well, yeah, not the Twitch. What is that called? The, the Switch? thing that you play? The handheld thing? Switch? Where you do Animal Crossing on? Switch. Switch. That's yeah. the one. <laughs> 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 this thing <laughs> yeah no yeah okay we should move on to our next topic because we are reaching an hour <laughs> okay so the last topic of the show we always do something that is uh, current events uh and more serious so uh uh we're gonna we're gonna just touch on because just the setup is uh i'm sure most people by now have heard of I'm trying to think see what her last name is Gabby Petito. Petito. So Gabby Petito, who was a, um, like a van lifer who was going on a cross country road trip with her. As of July. Yeah. Was going on a cross country road trip with her boyfriend. Well, um, recently it came out that she, he came back home and she was missing. Like no one knew where she was or no one had heard from her. And the general consensus was that potentially he murdered her. And, uh, I mean, nothing's been confirmed, obviously. This is this is all hearsay right now. Um, but it's kind of a, a story that took the news cycle by storm. Like, everyone was talking about this. Uh, everywhere you went online, people are talking about it. And what I wanted to talk about isn't necessarily the details of the event i want to talk about the commodification of tragedy right like this is obviously like a heartbreaking scenario right this this girl is 22 years old is most likely dead and and people are treating it like it's like a murder mystery that they're solving when there's people who are actually being affected by this right now and I think it's yeah. so strange that we're living in a time where, you know, you get likes on, on TikTok or Instagram because you're putting videos, you trying to solve this case. And it just feels, it feels icky. Yeah, I totally agree. You know what it reminded me of was the Cecil Hotel when the documentary came out. Mm-hmm. And there was tons of people trying to figure out what was going on. And even then... Um, the detectives were like, it is 
it's hard for us to see the facts now and it's taking longer for us to weave in and out of all these calls and what's going on and they're trying to put their input and we've already touched bases and there's things that they can't put in public you know mm -hmm. that the public doesn't know and like it's private information and people think that they're coming up with something new that the detectives have already known and so it's just wasting time yeah and it's super upsetting that people treat this like that you know yeah well, and, and I understand, like, I know people have hobbies, right? Like, I know people love, like, true crime, but it feels different when it's something that's actively going on. Like, if you want to be a detective, like, go into, like, forensics or whatever. Like, don't be, like, a, you know, armchair warrior solving crimes from in front of your TV. Like, it's just Right, like, unhelpful. go be useful. Yeah, like, go, yeah. If, if that's something you're passionate about, like, go be passionate about it. Or, like, listen to your, like, a true crime podcast or watch a TV show. Like, but don't make active crimes or active mysteries where people are, like, really processing how they feel. I'm sure her family is having the worst time of their lives. And they can't go look anywhere without people trying to solve something that the police are actively working to solve. Right. I totally agree. It's so sad. And um, I was just, I don't know if you're keep. I'm sure you're keeping updated because we're talking about it. Um, the 911 call just came through. Uh, have you heard it? I have not heard the 911 call, but I know that uh, part of it is her saying that um, the, the boyfriend slapped her during an It's not her... Yes, but it's not her talking. It's somebody that saw it on the road. Okay, yeah. Yeah, so that was crazy to hear that they actually saw an argument and stuff. So hopefully... Well, they also released... Find the, out what's going on. They also released the body cam footage of um, when the police actually made contact uh, with them. It looks like he also had signs of being domestically abused. But yeah, it's just such a, it's, the whole thing is a tragedy. Uh, Everything. All of it is such a tragedy. And I feel so terrible for the family. And I hope that they're able to get through it and process the way that they can process. Yeah. You know, there is bugs everywhere in <laughs> my house because I have the windows open. Oh, and they're flying all towards the light. Right. The one last thing I wanted to touch, touch on that's kind of related, like within the same realm, is uh, yeah. why why do you think certain things take off? Like people go missing every day, and because mm -hmm. this girl had an online following, that's why so many people care. Like, there's I'm telling you, there's people like I bet in 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 California alone. Hundreds of people go missing a day, right? Well, just like the National Forest, right? Like, tons of people go missing because of, like, the, uh, what is that called? The people that live in the forest. Like, they steal those people. They kidnap them. Mm -hmm. And then they torture them and all this stuff. And then you never hear about them ever again, you know? And, like, we don't hear about that stuff. We don't hear about the sex trafficking people that get stolen exactly. and all of that stuff. It's very, like, pick and choose. Pick yeah. and choose. I hate, like, I feel... I Okay. I feel like it's always people that are like, there has to be something that makes them worthy. Yeah. 
And I hate to say it, but it probably comes back to race. Like this is a oh, totally racist. <laughs> a twenty-two-year-old yes. white girl. Uh, Full circle. Yeah. Racism. No, like a hundred percent because a lot of people uh, who are affected by sex trafficking are people of color, and that's why yeah. people don't talk about it. That's why it seems like the news cycle doesn't care because they are. This I guess this is just what they think society is. It's just people getting snatched up from their 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 communities, and that's fine, but. One person who, with the following, disappears, and it is it is all that the the news cycle covers. I f- and also, <laughs> it's from Florida, right? They're from Florida. I think so. so. They have the um, the sunny. What is it like? The it's called the sun something, where it's a sun law, sunny law, or something where all records are public, mm. um, in police. Um, so that's why there's always people talking and trying to figure out things. If you remember that lady, what's her name about the baby that happened in Florida where she said that she, they said that she didn't kill the baby, but she did kill oh, the baby and she did. did I, I know who you're talking about. I can't remember that her name person. That was a Florida case. Casey Anthony. And yes. And they were so talkative and people still talk about it today because all of the records are public. Everything is public. Because of the law. The sunshine law. That's what it's called. Sunshine and law. And again, people murder their so. children every day, and we don't talk about all of them. This is, tr- <laughs> this is true. Ooh. Like those people that, oh, I'm not even going to talk about it. That was yeah, sad. Yeah, don't, don't, don't do it, man. Sad. I know. It's going to make me sad. It's going to be my downer for this week. I'm just <laughs> killing bugs. That's all I'm doing is just murdering bugs. And I hate, <laughs> I, I, I hate to do it to them week after week, ending on a downer. But I think the takeaway we could give is like, don't don't let the news cycle dictate what we care about. I'd say like like look into what's happening with with people being sex trafficked. Look up just look into you know disappearances in communities. Like if you if you really care about people who go missing, care about everyone who goes missing, not just because someone has a higher social status. So I think that's the takeaway that we should learn. Yes, I agree. Do your, not, I hate saying the word research, but look into your sources in your community, look into your state sources, you know, like really try to be a good citizen to your community. Yeah. You know? And I think that's, and I think that's the takeaway that we're going to learn today. (laughs) Thank you and goodbye. And thank you for listening to my TED talk. Yeah. So, uh, anything you want to plug this week? Just the podcast? No, no plugging. Podcast. I have nothing to plug Uh, but us. Yeah, we're live uh, on Mondays at seven o'clock on Twitch. Uh, The link, and then it's available everywhere on any podcast platform. If you want to listen to the whole thing, if you miss the show live Uh, next week, though, it's going to be on Tuesday. So don't forget Tuesday. Tuesday. But yeah, thanks for hanging out with us. We'll see you guys next week. Uh, Bye. Bye.